Welcome back to the Music Movies Podcast. I am your host, Ben Young, and joining me tonight, as always, it's my special guest, Drew Keen. How are you doing? Doing well, Ben. Pretty excited. Uh, still riding high after our last interview series for Behind the Music Movies with Chris Mal. Excited to start this one with you. Me too, because tonight we're talking about our first documentary, not necessarily Spice a music. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not necessarily a music movie. It's documentary on the band The Go-Go's. Applause. Applause. <laughs> it's just called The Go-Go's. You can watch it on Showtime. Um, I thought it was pretty pretty solid. Pretty solid. We'll get into it. Um, but starting off to talk about this, how do you feel about The Go-Go's in general, Keen? I thoroughly and I actually forgot how much I enjoyed the Go Go's until I uh, watched this movie today. I was like, "Oh shit, they sing this song too." They have a lot of hits. They have a lot, have a lot more hits than I than what comes to mind when you think the Go Go's. And I think uh, what's it, the fact that the first female all female band since 1982 to have a number, number one. Hit? Well, they were the very first all female band to have an album like done entirely by themselves go to number one, like ever. And, with today being International Women's Day, shout out to our ladies out there. There you go. They also we missed it last episode. Shout out to our moms out there. Yeah, they um, they kind of paved the way for it, you know. I think they were way more groundbreaking than people probably give them the credit for. For sure. Um, they do mention a band that came out a little bit ahead of them. The Runaways, but they bring up the point that I the mean, Runaways, Joan Jett, yeah, they bring up the point though that the Runaways, I guess, were put together by like some guy or like some manager, sort of like yeah, the boy label. bands yeah, were put together, 100%. you know. Whereas the Go Go's uh, was more organic, natural. Yeah. yeah, they talk about how the Runaways were put together in the Runaway and Runaways documentary and the Joan Jett documentary. And there's also a Runaways movie music movie that we're going to have to do at some point. We're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do it. But before yeah, that, uh, yeah, I really like the Go-Go's. I've actually seen them live. This was like... Oh, shit, really? Yeah, like... Uh, might have been like 2014, 2015 at Epcot Center in Disney World. That's your spot. That's my spot. And what they would do like during this time that I was there... Every day they'd have a different artist or a different musician would play for like three days in a row and they'd do three sets a day. It'd only be like a half hour long, five five to six songs. And so the Go-Go's play, it's just like fucking banger, 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 banger. banger. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, all right, cool. Got all the hits. Nice. Spitting out teeth at the end of the set. Yeah, exactly. It was fucking cool, man. It's like, oh, I'm in Disney World and I get to watch the Go-Go's. Nice. Yeah. And it's also awesome playing the same place numerous times in a row because Hell you yeah. leave all your shit there. <laughs> leave all your shit there. Hang no, out at Disney World afterwards. Oh, I got yeah, to sound check one time. Yeah. Yeah, easy. Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Especially 
Not that the Go-Go's are a fucking local band at this time, but for a local band or like a band that's like not as big time and you're lugging your own shit, like yeah. that's a great gig. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like lazy man special. It's a, and you lazy only got, got to play your bangers. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me the fuck Sign up. Sign me up. Sign me up. We'd have to have hits for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Self burn. Self burn because you wrote the songs. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, fuck my life. All right. <laughs> anyway, I just want to kind of go through this movie in chronological order just because it's easier to me. So fuck it. Here we out, it. So. Yeah, that's how it's laid out. Uh, what we learn in this movie, they were a very punk-inspired band. I can kind of see that, even within their more poppy songs. What do you, Did you expect that? I sort of expected it, but I didn't expect it to uh, as much as, like, as punk. I didn't know they were that punk. Yeah, it's very like, heavy-handed, and it feels like they were like really into it hanging out at the fucking like clubs and shit right they were like la punk punk like yeah straight up punk yeah like, no not shit we got the beat it was a punk song i think at that point it sort of changed a bit their sound we'll get to it but i will say I, I think this is like one of the coolest transitions a band has made from one sound to another for sure yeah i think so and like and the you can name works in both genres. Like the Go Go's could be very like punk rock a Go Go, but then the Go Go's can also be very like dance beat new wave, new wave. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, that's fucking sick. And yeah, they were definitely like into the punk scene more so than like like nineties pop and punk scene. Like <laughs> yeah, not pop punk scene where it's like oh yeah. I. I go to Hot Topic to get my t-shirts punk scene. Like, these guys right. were for real. Um, I'm sort of glad. So they talk about in the doc how they went to see the Sex Pistols when they came to L.A., and the Sex Pistols sucked ass. I they just like they touched on this. Yeah. Uh, they apparently, yeah, the Sex Pistols were just kind of like fucking with them. Like, Johnny Rotten, I guess, wasn't even like really singing the songs, and everybody was just sort of disappointed and honestly, yeah, I'm sort of disappointed in the Sex Pistols because I don't think they're that great of a band as, like, they get... I mean, they uh, have one good album. They have one album. That's the only album they have. They have one album, and they're, like, lauded as, like, these big punk, like, gods. Or, and, and, like, Johnny maybe this... has been fucking riding that wave <laughs> forever. And, like, look, I think they definitely did do something, and maybe punk wouldn't be what it ended up being without them but at the same time it's like i think the ramones are better than them i think the clash is better. like way better than them 100 like times better yeah like you listen to some of those clash albums it's like man these guys actually have some dynamics whereas sex pistols it's just like it's like all right it's like yeah it's all the ramones ramones songs on the same too but oh but the ramones are I think the Ramones are just catchier and Absolutely. a cooler band. I don't fucking know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can listen to Anarchy in the UK like once a year and be all right. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, whatever. Thumbs down to the Sex Pistols is my point. On I do love that, that. the quote is uh, at the end of the show. Like, do you ever feel like you've been cheated? <laughs> like fucking, you got got. I love that. And they did. Sounds 100%. like they got, they did at that show. It's like, 
there's the no effects album they've actually gotten worse live where they uh they mess with the songs up and they go the guy goes fuck you we already got your money (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a good point it's a good point it's a good point um so then this is where i think it's jane and i think jane and belinda meet each other first but they form the band one way or another and i love in the documentary how they talk about how when you're first forming a band like no one really knows even how to play their instrument at first it's just like yeah let's just have a band i don't really know how to play anything but uh Let's just uh, do this thing anyway, which is very true, I think, with yeah. a lot of bands. I feel like this is a like a part of the band's timeline that's left out of most band documentaries. Like, hey, we sucked for like a hot minute. Yeah. It's like that's. I feel like that's left out. Yeah, that sometimes does get left out. I think one documentary I'm thinking about is the Eagles one. It's just like, yeah, we were just like automatically good, and it's yeah. like. Yo, this shit takes time to. You're not good. You're not I mean, good like right away. Once a million times, there's one that's like overnight success. But like, yeah, not, there's exceptions never... to the rule, sure. But this do-it-yourself uh, attitude that the Gogus had, and it's just like, fuck it, we might not know our instruments, but we're gonna work hard at it. I think that was driven hard, uh, home in this documentary that they really busted their asses to get to where they got and i think that's kind of what got through there earlier with the punk music that's how like the punk mindset is like yeah, for sure how to fucking play this one to bust her make sure we get done yeah definitely um they had an original drummer i don't even remember what her name was but their original drummer didn't have what it took to make it i guess didn't they did she like cut out on a gig or something and then they were they had the new drummer come in, and it's just like, uh, you sound a lot better, so yeah. see ya. Oh. All right. Later. <laughs> All right. Big gulps, huh? Well, yeah. see ya. <laughs> well, see ya. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Yeah. And this definitely happens in bands, too. I mean, All sometimes. The All the time, man. All the time. All the time. Um, it was... I mean, I was going to say, it was cool that they added that, but it's like, yeah, it's a fucking documentary, Ben. Of course they're going to add that. Yeah. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> stupid son of a bitch. Uh, uh, yeah, so that drummer gets kicked out, and then we skip to when they come up with the song, we got the beat. And they had it. They did have it. One thing I would like to note in this documentary, I do sort of wish that they went a little more in depth with how they created the songs or how they recorded the songs. How do you feel about that? Am I It, it would have been really cool to see some of the recording progress uh like progress. Yeah, process? yeah, process. process. Yeah, they just sort of showed photos, but I guess it was sort of early on too. It, it so. was kind of like, "Oh, we just wrote the song and then it was number one hit." Yeah. Like they did like, say that they busted their asses and stuff, but it's like, I don't know, I just want to hear more in-depth details about the process and what they were thinking with the lyrics maybe of we got the i mean it's like a simple like punk pop poppy song but uh yeah i just like more story to it but overall the song we got the beat is this your favorite go-go song have you decided i decided that it's not my favorite it's not your favorite however 
everything about this song is pretty perfect because it, it has all the right elements. It gets stuck in your head. You ha- you're singing along. It has a clap track in it. It's got a cool guitar riff. It's got harmonies. It's got all. The- it has everything you want. It's a number one fucking song. It's I mean, like yeah, it's so reason. catchy. We got the beat. We got the beat. It's like it's so hooky. Um, it. I also. I mean, I would like to know what the fuck this song is about, though. I mean, it sounds like it's just about them having the beat. Oh. <laughs> you think oh, it's it more than this now? <laughs> we got the beat. Um, and I think we do also learn in this documentary that, you know, going in, I just sort of. I always just assume, oh, the singer is the one that writes the songs, but it sounded like Belinda Carlisle had like zero to do with any of these Almost, songs. I would say she had nothing to do with it writing any of the like, songs. She just sang them. The guitarist, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte she, it sounded like she was the big songwriter within the band, and Jane helped out a little bit as well. Yep. But Belinda was just like, all right, uh, I guess you're just going to sing them because you're the singer or whatever. But it's like. I just I'm found that interesting. Practice. I just sing. like, <laughs> Yeah, I just sing. Um, but they come out with this song, they get a manager, and then this leads them to a tour in England. And With this... Madness and motherfucking oh, yeah. the specials, dude. I don't know the specials. What is one of their songs? I mean, that the specials are just like classic ska, like the godfathers of ska, you could say. Okay. I like some ska. I only know the one Madness song, too. Our House. Uh, the specials have uh, A Message of Ruby is one of their best songs. Ghost Town is a good one. Monkey Man. Okay. Rat Race is a song by them. Look them up. They're very good. Yeah, Very they're, good? They're, yeah, they're pretty good. It sounded uh, like... And, Go ahead. Yeah. Madness is like... If you like mad, if, if you like real big fish, you're gonna love madness. I like real big fish. You're gonna love madness. All right, cool. It sounded like it was a fun tour, other than the fact that the people at the shows were like, "Get this fucking girl band off stage. We don't want to yeah, hear this shit." Legit fucking, skinheads. Yeah, not cool. Like, no. what the fuck, man? I mean, it, yeah. so, and I feel like this definitely happens to a lesser degree in any sort of show that uh, you would go to where there's like an opening act that nobody has fucking heard of. And Every time. Yeah, it's just like, uh, who the fuck wants to hear this shit? And then you find out like two months later, they're like, oh, wow, that band's actually really big now. And now I'm wearing their t-shirt. I have the posters <laughs> in my way. I'm, <laughs> I'm an a asshole. fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah I'm a fucking dumb idiot asshole. <laughs> yeah. It definitely, yeah, that happens all the time, just like you said. Also, like especially if you're a, your own art sort of artist and you go see a bigger artist and especially like the opening band, you're gonna hate them. Like they're doing better than you are. Yeah. Like why? Why are you hating on them? They're also following their dreams. Yeah. I know. I agree. It's like, I don't understand why people hate Guy Fieri. All he's doing is following his dreams. <laughs> I don't hate Guy Fieri. I think he's funny. Guy's awesome. Guy Fieri. <laughs> Saved the restaurant industry during COVID. Did he? Yeah. Don't it, like he raised like. Like five hundred million dollars, something like that. Five hundred million? Damn, that's, that's probably, a fucking that's, lot I, of money. I probably, I probably <laughs> overestimated. That. But he raised either a way. Lot of money. Hey, Guy Fieri, shout out, shout out. Come on the, sh- come on the pod. You got a favorite movie, pal? Yeah. Uh, there's a quote in this movie 
somebody said, I forget who it is, but it says, it's the guy, I think it's a guy. Maybe it's a woman. I don't know. The person says, all girl bands just don't sell records, which is baffling to me around this time. I don't understand why an all girl band wouldn't be able to sell records. If a, a good, if a song is good, it's good. It shouldn't matter if you're a guy or a girl or a woman or a dude. Like, what the Could fuck? Stupid. Hey man, That's all I want to say I'm about, about it. What's that? So you're making good music. I'm about it. Yeah, I'm about it. I don't care. You know? Nope. And I think I think it's stupid that... Uh, if you're putting out bangers, I'm here for it. I think it's stupid that that was a thing. But as I was saying to you before we started recording... Uh, Pat Benatar was sort of saying the same thing in an interview I was listening to just a couple weeks ago. She was like, yeah, like, female-fronted bands weren't supposed to be able to sell albums for some reason or another, which is, is dumb. It's just I mean, dumb. I think it had to do a lot with the times. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Who wouldn't want to <laughs> watch a good-looking band? <laughs> And play I mean, some good, play some good songs. I don't know. Does, does anyone get pissed off when we got the beat comes on? Yeah, like, no. Fucking it's it a just fucking makes awesome start clapping song. and smiling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it, so you've got the beat. Yeah, you've got the got it. Yeah. Um, then they talk about the song. Our lips are sealed. Oof. Another song. Another killer song. This song is a banger. <laughs> I will say, for a long time, I thought they were saying, "How does it feel?" But it's uh, my lips are. How sealed. does it feel? That could work too. Yeah. But this is a great uh, song. Still, probably not my favorite by them. It's not my favorite. I have. I thought this was going to be my favorite, and then after my exploration of the Go-Go's, I went through it. It's not. Okay. But okay. This that, is, as you said earlier, you were learning like, oh sh. What's I that? Forgot the head, I forgot the head had so many bangers. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially because when you first watch this movie, you, you in your head, you get so attached to them wanting to be such a hardcore punk band. They're like, oh, they don't, they don't sing any of the songs you think they do. Yeah. But they actually do sing the songs that they sing. They yeah. It's like you're you're slowly realizing how actually talented this band was throughout this movie which i think i like how that picture is painted for sure for sure they did a great they did a good job explaining the overall story of the go-go's i feel like Mm -hmm. um and we will talk about that more um our lips are sealed great another great song nothing else to say about it the slower acoustic when they were playing in the movie as well oh yeah they did do that didn't they thought was very cool very cool um there was a musician in the band named margo i think that was the original bassist who was very very into punk and she saw that the band was turning a corner in terms of style of music and evolving evolving yeah with their own sound it was no longer just like Rah, 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 like straight up punk rock. They were, cha- yeah, evolving and uh, making overall better music. And so Margot was just like, uh, this shit kind of sucks. And uh, I don't, she didn't, she didn't necessarily quit the band. We'll get to that. 
she didn't necessarily quit the band, but she got sick at one point and gets replaced with another bassist. But Gina, the drummer, has a great quote. She goes, fucking get with it or get out. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, 100%. But yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Apply this to everything in your life. (laughs) Apply this to everything in your life. Exactly. Get with it or get the fuck Fuck out. out. I got also, yeah, you know, yeah, and you're not writing the songs, uh, right. Margo. What the hell? <laughs> like steering the ship. Yeah, there's four other people in the group that sound like they're on board with what's going on, and you're like, oh, we're not punk enough. Yeah. All right. All right. Later. Later. <laughs> I also love that. So Gina, the drummer, Gina Shock, by the way, probably one of the coolest fucking natural names of all time. She's she might be my favorite in this whole. <laughs> documentary honestly she's, she's, she's from baltimore awesome. you could tell if you know anything about people from the east coast there's an accent from that 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 delmarva area yeah uh, she has it pretty thick and i also yeah. love that it fits right with our uh, east coast fuck that guy <laughs> fucking get with it or get out she definitely does have that attitude i agree 100 100 so east coast yeah yeah you're right totally makes sense uh so they Get another bass player. Her name is Kathy. Yeah, that's her name. Uh, I forget her last name, but her first name is definitely Kathy. First name, definitely Kathy. And I loved her in this in this documentary, too. She's like, oh, they talk about how she's handed a cassette tape to learn the songs. A live rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. Recording. Yeah. It probably sounded like fucking garbage. On fucking cassette live. So she's just practicing it over and over. And she, in the documentary, she goes, the only way I could do it was to get some pharmaceutical help, which meant she was snorting coke the whole time. Booger sugar. Yeah. I thought that was great. I thought that was fucking funny. One of my favorite things about Kathy is she does what every guitar player or bass player or any musician ever will do is... Can you play bass? Oh, I can play guitar. So yeah, I can play bass. Two very different instruments. Hundred like, percent. I've definitely played are. bass a number of times at shows and stuff. It's like I'm not a fucking real bass player. I'm a guitar yeah, player I that play, fakes bass. Yeah, I've played bass in bands too. I'm not a bass player. I like playing it, but like I don't know how to play it. Hey, as Fred Mascherino says, it's, it's just, just bass. bass. It's just bass. <laughs> Which I love. It. Shout out to Fred. Yeah, shout out uh, to Fred. This, but, but you're yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely right. This is a great point, and it sounds like it happens in a lot of bands. It's like That's I don't play bass. Hey, you play guitar, right? Do you want to play bass? <laughs> like, uh, I guess it should, should be no. I don't. Play I don't play bass. bass. I play guitar. Different instrument. Regardless, Kathy is like, yeah, uh, yeah. I play bass. Like, I play guitar, but. Bass is only four strings, I think she says. She's like, so yeah. I should be able to figure this out. And or, uh, that might have been Charlotte's line. Regardless, she figures out the songs and uh, crushes it. And this is where they're like, well, uh, Margo, you're sick these days. Well, you're also out of the band. Sorry. Like you're sick forever. Later. Yeah, later. Which, again, it fucking happens. If you're screwing up the chemistry of the band, like... Take it, like, you gotta, gotta go, gotta go. Then they talk about another song, uh, This Town, another fucking hit song. Fire. Still not my favorite song, but 
this down, na, 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 this down. We've gotten so sing along in these episodes lately. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. Okay, good. I love I, this down. It's another great song. Don't really have anything else to add to that. Do you? Is it your favorite? It's not. Oh, wow. After I, telling I think... me earlier, We Got the Beat is your favorite song. This is what it's come to. We've gone through like three or four and you still haven't say gotten we to We Got the Beat was my favorite song. I say, would, would it be cliche to say that We Got the Beat is my favorite song? Yeah, it wouldn't like I said be. Earlier, I don't think it, it would be. all the right components of a fucking hit. It is a very, yeah, it is. You it can is. dance to it. You can sing to it. You can probably fuck to it if you wanted to. You can make soup to it. Anything you want to do, you can do to that song. Yeah, that is true. Great song. Just like this town. Another thing that they bring up in this, overall in this documentary, they talk about a lo- doing a lot of drugs, it sounds like. And yeah. one of the things, uh, Charlotte, apparently the main, the main guitarist, songwriter, Fucking had a heroin addiction, which is like next level drugs, man. Coke I, I is one what, thing. I haven't done I did either, not but see that coming. No, because like you don't you when you hear the Go Go's. I mean, I guess the same with the Beach Boys. Like you don't think you don't hear that music and think, oh, massive heroin problem. No, no. It's like you don't listen to Pet Sounds. You're like, oh, this person was crazy. Yeah. Like I said, heroin. That's like to me. That's just like another level and. I'm actually I mean, got, some. Go ahead. She got kicked out of Ozzy Osbourne's green room. You're right. Yeah. Like for being yeah too crazy. Like how bananas. Yeah. Is yeah, that? yeah. When I hear heroin, like you usually, I don't know. It's like to me, it's amazing that all these women are still alive in a way because heroin comes into the picture. The it's time. like usually that's bad fucking news like i said i haven't done any of those i'm more of just a alcohol guy <laughs> but, booze bag. yeah yeah but uh yeah heroin addiction that's crazy uh apparently mtv showed the go-go's every half hour that's probably huge promotion especially then when people watched music videos it was early on too i think I mean, it had to have been in the when the time that MTV was around, like the biggest bands were Def Leppard, and you would want to guess, like, like that's one genre covered, and the Go Go's covering the whole new wave. Yeah, the new wave pop, punk type Plus, genre. It made for great TV. All good looking girls, catchy songs, cool music videos. Like, yeah, man, what a time to be alive. I did think that that one cover album with the, them in the towels and the face mask. What a fucking for a Beauty and the Beat album. That's a great. Album. That's a great album cover. Great, great album cover. Great album name. Great album. Like all of it. Justin Bieber didn't he write, rip that off? Didn't he have a song called "Beauty and the Beat" or something? Yeah, yeah. With with Nicki Minaj. Dumb. <laughs> Lame. The album "Beauty and the Beat" though, that is the name of it, right? Correct. Yeah. That's the one that went all the way to number one, I believe. Yep. And uh, that happened after they toured with the fucking police. That would have yep. been a great show to see. 
my favorite band. Yeah. The police are your favorite band, hands down. I think you've probably Confirmed. said that. Confirmed. Yep. God, could you imagine seeing the Go-Go's and the police? I thought it'd be interesting. I mean, it's the police. I mean, they don't have the same sound as the Go-Go's. No. They're a little more ska sort of sounding. Yeah, some, with some reggae touches and some definitely, I mean, definitely no. Some raw punk. But, but way better musicianship. And different songs completely. I think, I think you're right. The musicianship in the police, the band, is probably better. Not to say that the Go Go's didn't have hit songs though, because they did. But Stuart Cole was one of the best stars of all time. Yeah, and Andy Sumner, like Andy Summers, is Summer, yeah, plays guitar like, like a fucking piano. Yeah, and then Sting. I mean, what are we talking about here? Like just. <laughs> That's just like an all-time band, like message in a bottle. Like, yeah, come like come on, come on. Look, come on. I mean, we're comparing apples to oranges here. Yeah. <laughs> but that said, the Go Go's still have great songs uh, overall, and it would have been cool to see the Go Go's open for the Police. Like I, I said, mean, they got. The, we've seen the Police. We have seen the Police. What a good concert! Let's do. Yeah. <laughs> That was cool, man. That was fucking cool. Um, had the number one album. Oh, they did an SNL performance that apparently was complete shit. I don't know if you looked this up. I actually did. And uh yeah, it was pretty bad. It was everything was like uh like a lot slower than it should have been. They were fucking wasted. Yeah, they were really wasted. Plus, I mean, I, it's funny because I heard about this. Uh, I think it was I was watching a Foo Fighters documentary, or excuse me, an interview. Uh huh. About playing on Saturday Night Live, and they it, it matches up to this story. Like, you have to get there at 10 a.m. sound check, and then you're either in the city or you're at the studio for the rest of the day. And this is a, a, an ongoing problem with a lot of uh, musicians and uh, addiction because. Hold on, Ben's fucking throwing tin. Dumping some goddamn. jelly beans into my hand. Go ahead. Is you know once you get to the venue or if you're like in a city, you don't know what to do or where anything is. All you do is sit at the venue all day in the green room, and the green room is always stocked with tons of booze, shitty food. Like it's always kind of some fucking shady people in the West Wing or something like a fucking part of the venue. It's full of skids. Like that is a great point especially during this time when you didn't have like fucking like your iphone and the no internet <laughs> it's like yeah. what are we gonna do eh, i guess we're gonna fucking get bombed because yeah. why not what else are we gonna do so i did the first whole month of quarantine i didn't know what to do with this much free time so why not why not yeah fuck it fuck it i got guy was getting paid to stay home like um and then they start talking about their second album, which apparently was considered a sophomore slump. I mean, where else can you go after you already have a number one album? It's, I mean, it's going to be hard to keep, like, to stay that hot for that long. Yeah. You're going to put a couple stinkers out there. That said, the song Vacation is on this album. What do you think of this song? I don't know how this album, this album could be such a sophomore slump with this much of this big of a banger on it. This is my favorite Go-Go song. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. Vacation. I, I, thought, we were, I thought we were gonna match up, but I, I thought see so why too. This, is favorite song. this song is fucking awesome. I sometimes play it and sing it on guitar. It's fun. I love this song. Apparently it was written for a different band and then they sort of changed it up a little bit. They talk about it in the documentary. Um I fucking love this song. I don't know. It's a great song. Catchy as shit. It's drilled in your head. You hear in every kid's movie that uh, that includes vacation. I don't really understand the lyrics. Again, I wish they kind of touched on this a little bit more, but like the chorus goes, vacation, all I ever wanted, vacation, have to get away, away. vacation, meant to be spent alone. Oh, shit. Those are the lyrics? I'm pretty sure. Let me... Now I'm looking them up because now you're making me second guess. What the hell? Of course a different band's vacate. Like there's only one vacation meant to be spent alone. Yeah, that's it. So what the hell does that part mean? I mean, you tell me, Ben. You just went on vacation alone. I did. It was fucking great. Maybe that. Maybe 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 that's what it means. (laughs) Maybe I was listening to that song. On my flight, looking out the window in Disney World, walking around, vacation, De- all deleting pictures of your kids on your phone, <laughs> <laughs> taking off your wedding ring. <laughs> it ends. Vacation. It ends. Uh, it turns into a fucking wet, hot American summer like yeah. montage. <laughs> like, where is this going now? <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm snorting right. coke in a bed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Vacation. That, one, that, that one's for us. That one's for us. Um, Whatever. Yeah. It's staying in the pod. Go ahead. I, it was, it's hard for me to believe that this was such a sophomore slump album with this song on it. I mean, this song probably sold tons of tons of copies just for this song alone. You would think. I'd have to look into it, how many copies it did sell. Like I said, it it's tough to go up when you're already number one and you already open for the police. It's like, you made it. And they talk about that in the documentary too. It's like, uh, we pretty much accomplished everything we set out to like pretty early on. So yeah. What's Kathy say? She's, I made enough money for the, for the rest of my life. Did she say that? I mean, I, I believe it. It's like, yeah. Um, then they have like a, a manager change, which apparently was the wrong decision. Clearly. Some it shit also, goes it, down it, it later on. Broke, it ends up being one of the reasons why they broke the band up. Like They even called her the, the sixth go-go. One of yeah. them did. And um, you were kind of touching on that it was a, a money dispute type thing, which definitely can lead to, the, to a breakup of a band. They talk about it in the documentary that, you know, the... The writer of the songs gets more money a lot of the time, and that was definitely part of the disputes. And later on, Jane wasn't getting like her fair share or something. They kind of skim over it a little quickly at the end, it felt like. But, um, you know, yeah, this shit happens to all bands, it feels all like. The time. <laughs> and like touching back on the band manager being the sixth member, like that's a that's all across the board. 
support for any band that has a really good manager. The, the, band, the band manager's job is to manage the band, keep the band together. Like, is their number one priority? So, like, once you get rid of that key element and you bring in someone who's not familiar with the, your the way you work or their process of writing a song, recording a song, like, it'd be like, hey man, that's not how you fucking do it. It's like, oh, well, that's how fucking they let me do it. Yeah, like, yeah, they bummed out. They thought that a new manager was going to be able to take them to the next level or whatever. And it's like, yo, you guys already had a number one fucking album and you toured with the police. Like, what? I don't understand. But they kind of allude that, like, it ends up becoming like a like a whole marketing type thing instead of being like the organic thing that we were talking about earlier, I feel. Yeah. And this definitely... You know, definitely goes to show. Um, but yeah, they allude to the fact that the band isn't allowed to grow. Like Jane writes a song and they're like, eh, Belinda sings all the songs. Get the fuck out of here. And it's like, what the hell, man? What do you yeah, feel about I mean, that? This this is another thing that happens in bands all the time. Yeah. Especially if you're writing the song and like you, when you... Like you want to sing because you remember what you were going through and what was in your head when, like, what you were trying to play through this song while writing it. I think so. I think so for sure. It's like the only reason I didn't sing any of the songs because I can't fucking sing. I think you could if you worked on it, if it was like a passion of yours or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> but no, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right that when you're the person that wrote the song, you're the one that wants to sing it unless you. You know, have a very close partner that you know will sing it the way that you want to hear it. The Beach Boys, they did this a lot, you know, where it's like, all right, you try to sing it, and then uh, I'll try to sing it. We'll see which one sounds better. The Cars, for example. Rico Kasich, he wrote all the songs, but when it came down to it, he and Benjamin Orr, they would switch off who sang the song all the way through, and whoever sounded better... They were like, all right, you're going to sing that one. I'm going to sing. And Rico Kasich was that. just like, you know, he was just like, fuck it. I write all the songs anyway, so I don't give a shit if Ben sings some of these songs anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, if it's if it's what's best for the song, that's what you go with. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I remember I, Jane, like, she probably would have sang that song with a lot more emotion than... For sure. Maybe Belinda would have. And it's definitely, and this is talked about in the doc too, it's definitely an ego thing a bit too um and i can see that with bands i mean we've been in a band and it's just like so what was belinda gonna do on that song if jay jane right. sang it play the fucking, fucking tambourine yeah nothing and it's just like oh wow now belinda has zero part of that song and that definitely oh. strike you know it strikes your ego a bit like huh there's a song i don't have anything to do with meanwhile she's I mean, the fucking lead singer so she should just be like oh whatever who cares Especially if you're just the lead singer and you don't play any, any instrument, it's yeah. very, very weird for you to be like in the center of the stage where the lead singers always are. Not like, doing someone anything. else. Yeah, like I think when I saw uh, Good Charlotte, uh, one of the, the Benji was singing one of the songs. It's on the hero. I think he actually writes all the music. Um, and Joel was just stood there. Fucking rocked out, harmonized when, when he was supposed to harmonize. I, I, I guess that's the best way you can handle it, or you can walk the fuck off stage, I guess. Yeah, those guys are pretty close, I think, and uh, are humble enough to allow that to happen. 
Yeah, they're brothers, and it's just like, eh, whatever. I've done this enough times at this point. But, uh, man, well, I guess one it of them. Be weird, like, as a, if, I mean, what's a band that has just a lead singer that. You know what I just thought of? So we've talked about ska music a lot in this episode. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. There's a guy up there that just fucking dances. He just dances, <laughs> man. Fucking awesome. I mean, that's all the best most sort of uh, fucking Flavor Flav's job was. Just a hype man. Hype man. Yeah. There you go. There was a guy. So I remember watching a performance of The Offspring, actually. And there was a guy that just did backup vocals. That's all he yeah. did. When no one else in the band can sing, you need someone. To yeah, sing those yeah, parts. that's a good like, point. So, Belinda could have done that, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's a band, um, Mast Intruder, a great fucking punk band. And they have a guy just as a cop on stage, all he does is stand there with his arms crossed, and it's yeah. awesome. It's cool. That's what you got to do sometimes yeah, for the better of the song. Band, if you're in a band where you're the only good singer, like you're going to yeah, need someone yeah. on stage to hit those notes. Exactly. It's very hard to sing the entire song, all the whole, the entire set, every night, five nights a week. Yeah, that's a good point. So, the band overall, though, because they don't let Jane sing her song, and um, something else happened too, I think, but I don't, I don't really remember it off the top of my head. But the band's not really allowed to grow, is what I'm getting at, and they hammer mm-hmm. this home in the dock. But uh, then they talk about the song Head Over Heels. Is this your favorite Go-Go song? This is my favorite Go-Go song. This song is pretty good, and I like the music video too. I (laughs) could have swore this was going to be your favorite one as well because we do have very similar tastes in music, especially when it comes to favorite songs. This one's up there for me. I also think I just love the expression Head Over Heels because Tears for Fears has a great song also called Head Over Heels. I know. Heels. That's the song that I think of, too, when I hear Head Over Heels. Something's happening. That song is great. Head Over Heels. I didn't find out. All right. But um, this but is yeah. your favorite song by the Go-Go's. I think I was listening to it before. It's uh, it's almost like a slow build, but that chorus dun, 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 dun. They got a little clap track in there you as know well. No, I like songs with clap tracks. That was a great clap, by the way. <laughs> Are you making fun of me? No, that was a good one. Not, yeah. not, as, not good. as good? Okay, sorry. No, don't do it again. Don't do it again. But yeah, I like the music video as well for this. Belinda looking great. <laughs> I mean... Shout out. Shout out. Um, yeah, very good song. Might be my number two. But I want to talk, you know, I want to talk about these songs overall in a little bit. Um, come out with that song. And then Gina, you know, turns out she's got a fucking heart problem. Got a hole in her heart. That shit is scary. The hell? Yeah. Again, it's like one it's of like, the main things you need to live. Yeah. Your heart and your, and your head, your brain. Um, so I thought funny, not funny. Um, they're like, hey, let's take her out. The band is like, hey, let's take her out for one last hurrah. Let's just, uh, you know, drink and do some drugs. Party. (laughs) And I love it says she can't do cocaine. cocaine. She can't do a heart attack. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys are so smart. (laughs) Like, just don't let her do cocaine. When you think of the go-go's, you just don't think about this. 
You're right. I don't either. You're you're like, right. You, you don't, don't think about like, like them doing drugs like this. Like, yeah, giant heroin problem. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Or like you no know, fucking railing lines. Yeah. Goddamn hole in her heart. Yeah. Luckily, you know, as I said, it's crazy that none of them died. I mean, I guess the operation went well. She's still alive, so I, awesome. I also, this is pretty cool, like because it does show that. Yeah, we're a band, and we're, you know, technically their their job, but they're also a family, which is a thing that is painted in, in this documentary, and then I don't think it's spoken enough about in bands. And like, like, it's like, yeah, you know, we do this, and we might have our like our fucking battles with each other, but at the end of the day, man, this is all family. That's a good point because, as I was saying earlier, they were kind of having some infighting with what was going on in terms of the band and the credit, and or um, or who should be doing what. But when they found out that she had a heart problem, it's like, you know what? We're going to do this for our girl, basically. We're going to have a good time. And uh, they all care for her. Right. You know? It's like one tear just goes down your face. Like, they really do love <laughs> They really other. do. Yeah. But it didn't last forever because Jane ended up leaving the band later on because the management was screwing her over basically it sounded like she busted her ass to write all these songs and then it was like yeah you're not going to be getting uh as much money as you thought and she's like well fuck this fuck you yeah yeah fuck this and uh yeah it's tough to continue as a band when one of your main writers is just sort of like yeah i'm out i'm out yeah it doesn't work like that later nerds later nerds Yeah, so she leaves the band, and uh, Belinda goes solo. Let's talk she, about Belinda's I mean, solo you, you real quick. You kind of assume, like, the lead singer always goes solo. Lead singer always goes solo, and uh, I did not know this, that Mad About You, it sounded like, was a song actually written for the Go-Go's initially, and it ended up being a song for Belinda Carlisle's solo endeavor. Which is one of her better songs, I feel. I also didn't know this. But yeah, this song is a fucking absolute <laughs> banger. Great song. Talking about well, Belinda. Says, and it says yeah. the, the new, what, Paula is her name? The fill-in bass, fill guitar. Well, fill-in bass player, because then I Kathy goes to guitar. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mad About You, probably my number three go-go song. Do you consider it a go-go song, though? It's a Belinda Carlisle solo song. I mean, didn't, well, she ends up having Charlotte and Jane back in the band with them. So I got a caveat to this. All right. Using fancy words today, huh? Okay. And I'm actually going to look it up to make sure I'm not saying the wrong thing. I just want to make sure that this this is what I saw. I'm at Setlist FM. Great website to ruin a concert you're going to. Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah, it was written by Paula Jean Brown, who ended up being the new bass player for the Go-Go's. There you go. Yeah, no, you're right. It was the new bass player that wrote it. Okay, so it was 2013 that I saw the Go-Go's at Epcot, and they played Mad About You at epcot when i saw them even though that's technically a belinda carlisle song but it's like it's a go-go song too i mean 
Great it's fucking a banger, song. It's a banger, man. It's like when we first saw Taking Back Sunday, they played yeah. uh, some Stray Light Run songs. You're right. Yeah. That's not Belinda's best. It's not, it's not her best song, though. Mm. You don't like Heaven is a Place on Earth? Oh, Ooh, heaven song, is a place on earth. That song yeah, is that's great. Actually, yeah, that's a banger. That's a banger. That might be right the there. best overall song between her and the Go Go's. That song is so Ooh, fucking I good. I sang that song. When the night comes. <laughs> I love Belinda. Shout out to Belinda. Shout out Belinda. <laughs> Yeah, she's got some between her solo career and the Go Go's. Like for real, she's got some hits. Yeah, she. Yeah. Did. Heaven is a place on earth. Mad about you. There was another one too. I feel like somewhere, but those two alone are enough. Those two would have to make her get paid for the rest of her life. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, they pretty much go into how ha- th- this leads to the band breaking up, and then also, it's great just great rock star name Belinda Carlisle. Fucking awesome name. <laughs> awesome rock star name. Like you name that. Like, God damn it, you're gonna be a rock star, huh? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. She's great, man. She's great. Hundred percent. Uh, they break up, so. but you know what? Like all bands. Reunion time down the road. I thought I thought the breakup was cool though, because like the way that they like management painted the picture, it's like she sings, the, she writes songs, I sing the songs. What the fuck do you do? Who did that? And they didn't say who it was because it said they were. It said that Belinda and Charlotte were. Oh yeah, and, yeah. No, I do remember. Gina was talking about this. It, yeah, Gina yeah, and Gina and was pissed off Martin about I, that. Yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah. Yeah, and man. Kathy and Gina, and they go, she sings, she sings the songs, she writes the songs. What the fuck do you do? Yeah. That was harsh, man. You probably, I mean, how how much of a piece of shit do you think you would feel like if you heard that? Yeah, feel like shit. Yeah, you're like, oh, I guess I could shoot fucking No, I would think, I think it was Charlotte, I think it was Charlotte and uh, Belinda that were against Gina and... Must have been Kathy at the time because yeah, because Jane was out of the band, so that breakup, man, it sounded pretty ugly. It sounded pretty ugly, yeah. Yeah. And, like, and I mean, Gina pushed. She's like, I, I, she was, like, I couldn't be a studio musician because I can't read music. Like, if you, that's why, like, this what separates. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not trying to paint this, but like, musicians and band members. Like some people just play play guitar, but other people understand guitar. I agree. Like, if you can't read music, like, all you can do is be in bands. I think they, yeah, I think they do a great job of explaining how some bands just work, and when you go outside of the people that you're with for that band to work, um, when you're a musician in some other sort of format, sometimes it, it doesn't work, you know what I mean? But when the four of you to four or five of you are together, something special happens. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I mean, I also enjoy that. Um, 
I didn't know that Gina went and wrote songs for fucking Demi Lovato and shit. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I was like, didn't see fucking that coming. No, because you just assume throughout the whole thing, like, oh, she's just the drummer. Well, that's kind of what she was painted at. Yeah, she was. And then it was like, oh, she actually wrote shit for, I think they said, did she say Taylor Swift too? Or is that what you said? I, I definitely heard Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. Yeah, definitely Selena Demi Gomez. Selena, Selena Gomez. Demi okay. Lovato. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, well, that's cool. That's like, probably oh, paying that the probably, bills. Yeah, probably paid rent for a couple months. Yeah, like. at least. Yeah. Um, but you know, all these bands they end up coming back together in the end because a lot of times there's just too much money on the line. It's just like fuck it, Straight and just it put it. It's just like uh, let's just put our little grudges aside. We'll make some more money now. And it's like all right, fine. So they do that. They have this little band reunion at the end. They they start writing this new song that I find kind of corny. I don't know. It was kind of like goofy. It, it feel like it was a bit forced. Yeah, that's a great word to use for this. It's just like, oh, we got to put together a song. And it's like, let's write one about how we're coming back together. And we're older now, but fuck it. It's just like... Uh, right. It's not organic. Um, also, like if you are uh, a band getting back to like you don't. I mean, Billy Joel does it better than else. You don't have to. You don't gotta write music. anything. You don't gotta write shit. Hasn't put a new song out in like thirty fucking years. No, that's not accurate. At least twenty years. No, you might be accurate with thirty years. I mean, Jesus Christ, twenty years would put you at two thousand one. Okay. Did he write a song in 2001? I don't think so. Um, (laughs) But either way, uh, yeah, the band comes back together, and it's just sort of like, yeah, we're the the Go-Go's. I do understand why bands do that. Like Van Halen did when we saw Van Halen and Kiss did it with this last tour. It's like, oh, well, not only are you going to tour and play the hits, but now you're going to make more more money off this album that you're going to put out. Fuck yeah. You, you, you got to right ending for yeah. I do wonder how uh, like the contracts or whatever that they had argued over. How did they get resolved? Did they just like fizzle I mean, out or got, something? They all like got lawyers or like that's just how it played out. There you go. Yeah, it, it explains enough. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty. I mean that that's pretty much the documentary. I think it's definitely worth checking out. I really enjoyed it. It's an hour and a half long. I think it's very good. It's a, it's a nice casual watch. There isn't a part where you're like cringing yeah. or anything. It's other than that last bangers. song. Yeah, it's filled with great songs. It is filled with great songs. You know, it's cool that uh, we didn't mention that they were the house band at the whiskey for a long time. Like that's a big honor. At the whiskey. Yeah, whiskey a go go. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like so, like a big act would come in, or a like, or a band that didn't have a big following. You put a band like the Go Go's to open, and you know that's guaranteed ticket sales for sure. Guaranteed field door. I mean, a band that does this better than anyone, I think, in our time was a band we played with, Pick and Exit. Oh yeah. What I they like would that. do on tour is they would go on MySpace at the time and find who the number one artist was and book them as their opening band. Guaranteed tickets sold. Guaranteed people. Smart. 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 Yeah. Like it's just I, I would do I mean it's probably hard to do that now, but at the time, fucking genius. Genius. Yeah, for sure. Keen, I got some questions for you about this. 
about the Go-Go's. Uh, about the Go-Go's, about the documentary. Do they deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, do you think? I like that this question, you're asking this question, and I like how it's asked in the movie, and how some people are so caught off guard by it. But, like, I'll wait. Okay. Sorry. Put in a fucking bowl next time. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. All right. Okay. Caught off guard. Who's caught off guard? Like Stuart Copeland was caught off guard. Oh, that they're not in the rock and roll. Right, they're not yeah, in. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of on this. Like, I'm so torn because I like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We've been there. It's very cool to see all the shit they have there. Um, the city that it's in fucking sucks. But um, uh, but it's 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 cool to see. Like, you know, we saw the Clash guitars. You see the clothes that Freddie Mercury wore. And you see the original, like, scribble of the, you know, Walk This Way by Aerosmith. It's, it's cool to see some of the shit that they have. And, you know, it's priceless and, un, it's, you know, irreplaceable. But, like, it's also sort of bull bullshit. And, like, musicians hate the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, it's the, the first all-female band since 1982 to have a number one hit per, like, by themselves. And they can't be in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I agree. Like, I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it's... Like, when you get inducted, it's cool, but at the same time, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, there's like bands Hall that should be in there that aren't. Yeah, like, Hall & Oates, uh, when they got inducted, like, Daryl Hall does a great job of, like, calling out all these other musicians. That he, goes, he goes, why aren't they in here? And he goes, fuck it, let's just go play. Yeah, it sounds like that's the attitude of a lot of bands that get inducted or aren't inducted yet. It's like, why... Why aren't all these other bands inducted yet? Like, I'm not a Pearl Jam fan, for example, but they got inducted for some reason or another. And they one of the guys went up there with a T-shirt with all these other bands that should be in there now. For example, other Smashing Pumpkins. How fuck aren't the Smashing Pumpkins in there yet? I mean, I the hell? One of the most perfect albums. Today. Tonight, tonight. Disarm, nineteen seventy nine. I mean, bullet with Van butterfly Halen wings. Just got in like ten years ago. Who did? Like Van Halen just got in like ten years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, like what the? Come on. So, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, kind of uh, a sham, a little bit, kind of stupid. But at the same time, it's like if you're gonna be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, show some respect. And the Go Go's, I think, should be in there. I, th 100%. I think they should. Like, I think they should be in. Think, Why not? What's the cut of twenty five years past your first single? That's when you're first eligible to get nominated to be in it. Right. And like, somewhere like I love the Foo Fighters, and like I'm stoked that they're getting their you know April Capitals to get a second nomination. But like the fucking Go Go's aren't in it. Yeah, and the Foo Fighters, like, it's like the Foo Fighters do a great job of staying in the limelight which is probably partially why they are nominated so soon. Like, so early on in... It's not early on in their career, but it's probably right up against 25 years since their first album. You like, know what I'm, I'm saying? Not, yeah, and like I'd much listen to the, the fucking Go-Go's more than I listen to Pearl Jam. Yeah. My point... And I feel like they drilled... This is part of a marketing thing, I feel like, you know, by the Go-Go's or something, to a degree. I do feel like they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it's, 
again, it's very heavy handed. They asked the question within the documentary and they did get nominated. So they're probably got, yeah, they did get nominated, but that doesn't mean that they're in just yet. They got to get voted in. Right. So I think we actually find out soon, like later this month or something, whether they got in or not. But my point is, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a lot of it is a publicity type deal. (laughs) Yeah, it's all bullshit. Like, is Twisted Sister in it yet? Probably not. Probably not. You know, Decent only fucking save the music industry. Yeah, with it. Yeah. That and that was with awesome whole, that he yeah, did that with, with the whole Tipper Gore thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He only fucking saved the music industry. Yeah, d- yeah. That's a whole other thing Actually where like metalheads were sales. like yeah. looked at as people that didn't fucking know anything, and then he goes in there and just fucking owns them. Just fucking flexes <laughs> on every single yeah. person there. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Totally different subject, but right. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Go goes. Yeah, you should be in. Why not? publicity thing or not i think you should be in that's my final statement on that couldn't agree more um so what do you think about this documentary overall what do you give it as a grade i thought it was very good uh it's extremely watchable a lot of documentaries do like to run long so i think the hour and a half playtime with this is enough to keep you interested you're not bored um, that being said, they don't really dig deep really into any aspect of the Go-Go's. Um, you didn't really see any of the recording power process, any of the writing process. It was like almost like the Cliff Notes version of the Go-Go's, which makes you think that their story isn't as interesting as it might be. I'm not saying that it isn't, but, or maybe the guy that directed this or the girl that directed this just knew how to make a documentary very good in a short amount of time. Like if, if this was any longer, it probably would have sucked. Do you... okay? But do you think if it went a little longer, they could go more in depth with things, or do you think if it was a little bit longer, it would just be more um, surface level shit that didn't need to be said? It's hard to say because they did cover almost everything that kind of needed to be covered. Within that hour and a half. Within that hour and a half. So if they had that same approach for longer, I could see it getting yeah. pretty lame. Yeah. But if they yeah. really got into like the recording, like talked to the producer. Yeah. And things like that. I mean, they barely talked to Miles Copeland, who was the guy who had the label they were on. Like it, they could have fucking went to the whole, like he got, oh, we got through it. Like someone vomited on it. I go, oh, who was it? And like, fucking tell me that story, dude. Like that was only like the only like kind of things. Like, yeah. Oh. Like every other documentary, like the recording process is such a thing they focus on. Yeah. And it just wasn't in this one. No. I sort of agree with you, but what what's your grade? I don't know. B sharp? B sharp. Yeah, good. I was gonna go I was gonna go with just a B. Yeah. Just a B, because like you said, a lot of it is very surface level, it feels like kind of like a overall scope of the Go-Go's doesn't really get into the nitty gritty aspects of things. Like you said, it doesn't really get into the, like the recording shit too much. It's just sort of like, yeah, and then this happened and yeah, this happened. And it's stuff I w- wasn't necessarily 
privy to. So it was interesting to me still. And it probably would be interesting to people that want to learn about the band overall. But for us as musicians, it probably would have been a little more interesting if if it was a little bit longer and but went more in depth with things. That's what I'm trying to say. Like any parent, any of our parents or anyone's parents that liked to go to us growing up probably fucking love this document and they would definitely yeah. kick out of it and probably give it an A shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. Okay. That too. But us being a more of the music side of it. Yeah. We want, I want more. more. Yeah. I want to see a little bit more. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. But let's get to the fun part. I don't know if you did this or not, but do you think this could be a music movie? On the Go Go's, do you think there I could think be? It could because it's it's almost like everyone is their own character, for sure. Like Charlotte's got the the big old drug problem, but she's also very musically talented. Uh, Belinda's the lead singer. She's gorgeous. She can yeah. sing. She is the you know the image of the Go Go's. Joan is the punk rock. Has the issue mental issues? Oh, Jane, and, and, yeah, and then, yeah, Jane, too, and then Gina, uh, Gina, Gina is the fucking oh, yeah. rough East around Coast, the edges, yeah, East Coast, yeah, and then um, Kathy being the fucking cokehead, basically, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, I completely agree. I would definitely watch a Go Go's music movie. I think it would be very fun. It I could think be cool. It would. I think it would be really cool, and I think it'd be so cool that I. Went the extra mile, and I would. This is who I would cast in the movie. Okay. What would you name it? Okay. Start with the, what you would name it. And all right, then tell all right, me all right. I the have mo- a, I have a you have a name. Head. Okay. Let's see. Let's, let's go, see if let's we see have here. the same name because right. I feel like a lot of music movies they just go off the title of a song or a lyric in a song. Okay. Did you name yours? We got the beat. <laughs> yeah, I did. Me fucking too. Dude. <laughs> God, it's too perfect. It's too perfect. It's we got too the perfect. beat. The, the story of the Go-Go's or some yeah. shit. You can see it. Yeah, like, we got, got the beat. A Go-Go story. Or the yeah, Go-Go the story. Go-Go story. How do you come up... How do you have a different movie named for, like, for the Go-Go? Like, just it, you, you can just call it Go-Go. No, it's not good. We, we got the beat is we got the name. The, we got the beat. And then the we Go-Go got, story. Yeah, the Go-Go story. The, it's perfect. perfect. Like, it's perfect. All right, so I casted the movie, but my casting is kind of fictional in a way that I probably need some if of these you women have to be. Cameron Diaz playing Charlotte. I'm fucking. Okay, well she's not playing Charlotte. Oh Sorry. My God. How, this she, is uh, women. Okay, so it. these women they might be a little bit older for the roles now. Might need to be a little bit younger if we're doing a Gogo's movie of them growing up, going through the phases. But here we go. Um, I'm going to save my best casting for last, but Charlotte is going to be played by Laura Linney. Okay. Do you know who Laura Linney is? Who the fuck is that? She is in the Truman Show. You should look her up. You should look up Charlotte and then look up Laura Linney. She was in Truman Show. She was also in, um, what else was she in? Oh, she fucking looks just like her, huh? Yeah, that's what I went off of. Oh, she was in Ozark. There you go, Ozark. Yeah, that's my actually. Yeah, that's my that's my Charlotte. Okay. Good pick. Yeah. Okay. Are you a fan of WandaVision at all? 
or does your girlfriend haven't watch? seen it you haven't seen it okay well my next two casting calls here uh gina all right look up a picture of young gina okay i'm pretty i'm pretty good on this one i feel like both of these people are on the new wandavision show for the record gina played by elizabeth olsen from wandavision I know her from other things. Yeah? Elizabeth Olsen, that's the same... Um, yeah, I know her. Yeah. Yeah, she's... Well, she's in the Avengers straight up. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. She's Gina. I was thinking Rebel Wilson as Gina. Rebel Wilson as Gina. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. You know, a little attitude, a little rough. Yeah. But no, for sure. For sure. Likes to party, had a hole in her goddamn heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kathy, Catherine Hahn, also in WandaVision. Look up Catherine Hahn. Um, oh, I love this actress. She's great yeah. in like, uh, in Step Brothers, the goods. Is she in Step Brothers? I don't know if she's in Step Brothers. I think it's the same person. No, I think that's from... That woman's in Forty Year Old Virgin. No, she's in Step. Oh, is she? Parks and Rec. How to Lose a Guy in Ten yeah. Days. Yeah. See, motherfucker. All right, you're smarter than I am. Goddamn. Do you right think she would be good for Kathy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's All right. So lines uh, and then like learning the guitar part, then teaching herself the bass part. <laughs> Belinda Carlisle, probably one of the bigger roles in the movie. I would Who do say. You got Reese Witherspoon. Little bit younger. Uh, no. No. I don't see it. You don't see it. No. Did you do a casting? Um. Did you answer of. this question? Okay, sort of. Not as much as you did. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, well, we'll get to your Belinda in a second. But this is my number one casting that I just knocked out of the park. I feel like, especially if she was a little bit younger. Okay. For Jane, you ready? Winona Ryder as Jane. You're nuts. Look up Winona Ryder. I was thinking as Jane. Kelly Osborne as Jane. Kelly Osborne as Jane. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Rebel I was seeing Rebel Wilson as Gina. Okay. I have to go now that you said it with Catherine what's Catherine, Catherine Hahn? Hahn? The second one you said? For Catherine. No, Hahn? Laura, I mean Laura, Laura Linney as Oh, Catherine Charlotte. Sure. I, I I mean it was Charlotte. I originally thought Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz for who? For Charlotte. Okay. Belinda would be tough. Belinda is tough. I I, I took forever I with Belinda. Even, it's like it's like Belinda. can I get Belinda as Belinda? Yeah, as Belinda as Belinda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of anyone that could do Belinda. You don't like Reese Witherspoon, huh? I just don't see her being able to front. It's like fucking Jason Lee. And, well, um, she was in Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix, and I think she did sing in the as, movie. Uh, June Carter? Yeah. We'll have to cover that one. Yeah, we still do need to cover that one. Um. Well, I don't know. It's our first time doing this, but... I just thought it was a fun exercise to cast this I liked movie. It. Yeah. This movie was good. I mean, well, this documentary was The documentary was good. was good, and I think it could definitely be 
I mean, a music we got, movie. We got the we got beat. The beat. Be That's a fucking a, massive success. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it would it would cover all bases because you have older people going to bring their families, young children, into the world of the Go Go's. Another fucking do a Go Go's tour. Let's go. Set why it up. I, why am I not getting paid millions of dollars for this? <laughs> I know, right? This sounds like a fucking shoe in idea right now. For sure. And then we write a script and we submit it and we get shut down. No problem. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> we have a year of waste of time. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't have anything else to add. Short and sweet episode tonight. Um, check us out on Facebook. We got a page. We got a group on there. We're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, musicmoviespod.com, musicmoviespod at gmail.com. You guys yeah, know you us. Have Come any on. suggestions? Go ahead and post them on any of our Facebook or Instagram. Tweet at us. Email us if you want to be on the show. We, I think, Ben, are we still looking for a super fan? Yeah. I mean... Kevin is uh he's he he ain't it. I guess he ain't it. Not right now. Haven't heard from him. I think he was taking a bar exam or something, so Yeah, bar exam with a fucking whiskey sour next to him. How you doing? <laughs> That's the kind of bar, oh bar exam he's taking. Yeah. Fucking booze bag. <laughs> um But we will be back. We kid. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Uh-oh. we'll be back maybe next week maybe the following week I don't fucking know I'm the host but just know we're coming back with an absolute heater absolute we're thinking about it it's out there heating I got, up I got what I in my you got, mind you got it in your mind next. okay alright we'll, how about we talk about it off camera or off recording unless so you want to say now us. No, no. Okay, not yet. Okay, tease. Okay, all right. Want to tease it? Okay, all right. Well, yeah. On that note, everybody, fucking take care. Until next time. How's that sound? Good. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.